Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm your host, the Six Man. This podcast is uncut, unscripted, and we talk about a wide range of topics such as black entrepreneurship, social injustice, education, finances, the family dynamic, Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and mental health, along with many more. It's a Real Talk podcast to empower, educate, encourage, uplift, and inspire, and to allow others to be better than they were yesterday. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japuris says, be you, be versatile. Japuris clothing can also be found at www.shopjapurisclothing.com. Com. And Japaris Clothing is also an official partner of this show, Real Talk with the Six Man. Japaris, be you, be versatile. You're listening to Real Talk with the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. All right, so ladies, what's going on? I appreciate y'all coming through, man. I, I really do, man. Um, you know, for me, um, it's been a rough, I want to say it's been a rough two weeks. And I think that every time, you know, somebody talks to me or asks me about, you know, what I'm doing or what am I talking about next, it kind of seems like it's always so serious, right? I mean, with everything in the headlines and everything that's going on. But I did feel like that since I have been 
on this platform, I haven't really dove into empowering women and really talking to entrepreneurs and just women in general, you know, just, you know, black women specifically, but just, you know, women in general who are really out here doing their thing and some of the things that drives them, some of the things that they deal with, because I, I have to know that, you know, with equal pay and, you know, you guys have been fighting to get the type of money that males have been getting in certain positions for so long, you guys have fought, you know, to get to that position. And I know that's not easy. I mean, because, I mean, it's not easy for me to try to, you know, um, bounce back from a lot of the, you know, records that I might have had and, you know, encounters with the police. And I tell guys all the time that once your name and your fingerprint is in that system, it's like an ongoing process from that point on that you got to try. I'm not saying be squeaky clean, but in order for you to try to build, the type of track record and the you know the 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 job experience that you want you gotta kind of you know stay away from that other side and I know for me it's been a it's been an ongoing battle but I think in the last five years I've kind of mastered it where I just get up stay focused on what I need to do I tend to write stuff down I tend to remind myself of stuff you know and everything oh here go Miss Perry here go Miss Perry here go Miss Perry Miss Perry. How you doing, love? Hi, I'm fine. How you are good? you? You good? Everything good with you? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get used to this because yeah. I've never zoomed on my phone. So oh, it's, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little close. Yeah, a little up close. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, so we just getting started. So up top to okay. my right is LaDreen. I can't see anybody. Okay, so turn your screen one time, swipe it, and then you'll be able to see them. No... No yes. yet. There Hi, you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So okay. so up top to my right is Ladreen. Yes. And then down on the bottom okay. to my left we Hi, got Miss Rashida. And then too. you can Hi, introduce Rashida. yourself. Yeah, you can introduce yourself. Oh, Jazz, even though it says Miss Perry. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, I'm all <laughs> awkward. All right. I'm Jazz though. So so we so we just getting started and what I was talking about was, you know, just um having a hard time you know, being a black person in general and just being a black man specifically, some of the things that I've struggled with, but I, I've never gotten the opportunity to talk about it from a female perspective, meaning, you know, black female entrepreneurs and what that looks like and how that can impact other women, you know, who may see you guys doing what you do. And I know it's been an uphill battle. I know it's not something that's, you know, um, easy. I know it's been, you know, something where you have to have a process, you have to have this this kind of this this um this outline of things that you want to do and i know i tell people all the time to write things down but sometimes when you check them off they might not be you know necessarily in order i mean sometimes you check right, this box no order, right. right and then another box gets checked off so i just wanted to kind of go around you know have everybody kind of you know introduce themselves you know not a bio but just get the listeners to understand who you are what you do so i kind of start with a dream and then we'll work to rashida and then we'll let uh jazz do her thing so um Ladrine, you can have the floor Sure. So um, my name is LaDreen Howard Peterson. I am a dualpreneur. So I'm the CEO and founder of Do It, Delivering on Ideas and Thoughts. And in a nutshell, I help people to turn their dreams into actual reality. Um, two avenues from career development, that whole resume writing, interview preparation, looking to change jobs, and then from a business aspect. By day, I am a federal government employee. I have been in the federal government for 28 years.
is in the area of human resources management. Okay. And last but not least, I am the host of Let's Do It talk show where you can catch us every Monday at U Broadcast Studio. Okay, Rashida. Absolutely. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Rashida Franklin. I am a network marketer. Um, I work from home inside of the travel industry. I'm a former educator of 16 plus years with DC Public Schools and a former after school coordinator. And right now, uh, my charge is to empower women on the power of entrepreneurship, but more importantly, the power of residual income and creating a generational wealth. Miss mm. Perry? My name is Jess Perry. I am a real estate agent. I've been in real estate for 10 years, but I'm also the co-founder of First Steps LLC. And we are very similar to the Dreams Company. What we do is we help um, interested individuals transition from a nine to five to a 1099. And so we help you go from concept to execution. We help you with the first steps because a lot of people get hung up on, well, I don't even know what to do first. I know I don't want to sit here, but what is the first thing to do? So that's how first steps um, came to be. I'm also an accountant and um, what we offer at first steps is, okay, you definitely need a business plan. You definitely need to have something saved for a certain amount of time because once you jump out of this, this W2 net, then you're going to need something that's going to be able to sustain you while you're floating and finding your way. So that's what we do. I've been an accountant for 21 years. So, and I was also with the federal government, but I was an affiliate or a government contractor. So everything that I've learned from the corporate world, I offer to people that are looking to transition from W2 to 1099. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Hey, ladies, listen. So just off the intros alone, I mean, this should be a nice you know, kind of conversation. And again, my main goal is to try to get you guys to be as specific with the questions that I have. And then that will allow somebody else, you know, to hear some of the fears, some of the ups, some of the downs, you know, some of the trials, some of the tribulations. But but at the end of the day, the, the focus that continues to allow you to keep going. I mean, you know, my focus here and my mantra and my slogan on my show is be better than you were yesterday, which has been a hell of a slogan. Because when I go around and I see people after we finish talking, guess what they say? Be better than you were yesterday. So it's catchy. So I think that yeah. it's, 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 it's catchy, but then it's kind of catching on. And so I picked up another one. I think about two weeks ago. And my thing is now is if you want to be, if you want to see change, be the change that you say you want to see. You know what I mean? Don't just say you want to see change, but then not necessarily be a part of it. And I don't want to get into the Kamala Harris thing too much, but I would just like to hear from you three, you know, black women to see how you felt because it has been some up and downs and some, you know, some, you know, it's always left and right. And people, oh, I, don't, I don't like her past. I don't like his past. I don't necessarily like them. And my mother put it plain and simple. She said, well, baby, you know, you, you haven't always been on the right side of everything. And somebody had to, you know, forgive you and hope that you would get it right. So we can't continue to look at each other that way and expecting something, you know, and they, they got a pass, but then looking at it like, well, I'm not voting for them because that's right now we have to get them out of office. So if you all would take a second, whoever would like to start first, give me an idea of what you felt when you saw Joe pick Kamala as his running mate. 
I'll go. Okay. Um, I wasn't surprised. Um, she's only controversial on the surface to people who have not really taken the time and stepped back from all the social media hype to see what she's done, see how long she's been in um, politics or in law enforcement or um, the district attorney over on the West Coast. So if you just take a snapshot of what people want to highlight or amplify, then you might feel a certain kind of way because you're only getting whatever somebody else cherry picked. But if you take the time, you go and follow her career, then you can develop your own opinion. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Um, I don't have a negative opinion um, towards her. I just want to see, first of all, the administration change first and foremost, but then I want to see what's going to happen once they get into the office, God willing, they are the next to go into the office. So I want to give them a chance. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I am, um, you know, I'm glad that I thought he was going to pick someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it was between her and, and another lady that I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, when, when we when we think politics, um, she was the best choice probably um, for him. I am glad to see a woman of color um, now getting into those ranks, right? Because that's what we need. I think that the whole system just needs to be re-evaluated and reformatted and reinvented. I mean, from things down just to the uh, how we vote, the electoral college, um, so many things, so many people with um, old thoughts and old views mm. that are... Mm. Sitting inside of Congress, they got that. They got that chicken neck. That little, yeah. that little goggles. It's that little, ugh, I very hate tired, it. Very tired, very worn it. down. Right. Um, you know, um, we have these people in office that are making decisions for a new age and a new era. Mm. Um, and so everything needs to change. But I'm glad to see that a woman of color um, has stepped up, uh, and that. I think he definitely will need her um, for for what's to come. It definitely needs to be a change. Okay. You know, there are too many people making decisions for us who have who have no idea about us, really. Makes and sense. It's, it's, it's sad, but we'll see. I, I, I am um, I'm rooting for her. Okay. What you got, Green? For me, definitely, um, definitely proud of his selection for his running mate on several different levels. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll start by addressing the backlash. So people talked about um, what she has done negatively to impact our black population in terms of getting people locked up and the sentences that she has um, put upon people. Correct. And I'll say what I've been saying to everyone. What was her job? Her job was district attorney. What's the role of a district attorney? So you have to understand, we as people are put in different places and we are only a makeup of our sum total experiences. Whatever we go through, that formulates our mindset and whatever the tasks that we have ahead of us. So the thing is not to let her off the hook, Mm -hmm. her nor anyone else. Like she should still be held accountable she should still be held accountable and we as a people we have to stop focusing 
only on the negative aspect of it. And we have to balance out the person as a totality. We are a whole person. No one on this form, no one in the world is perfect. Mm. Everyone has something, a negative component or a negative aspect. But on the opposite side of it, everyone has some good in them. And that's what we're building on. And that's what I'm focusing on, holding them accountable and looking at who else, who else, who else, who else would have been able to identify with a black community? Who else would have been able to identify with a black female that's living in the world of the United States that falls under this? So I have no problems. And whenever someone brought up the negative, I will go straight to the scripture. Can you cast a stone? Mm. Wow. That's what we doing? That's how, that's how you end it like that? Give it to him hey. like that? <laughs> So 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 I want to I want I wanted to keep it light. Um, I came up with five questions. Um, they not they they won't go in any direct order. Um, and I, I I wanted to just put them out there, um, so you guys can see them. You know what I mean. And as I asked the question, whoever kind of already read it and it's, it was something that kind of you know touched you to answer, you can well you know well sure you know answer the question however you will. But I'll start going through some of the questions. So. The first question would be, what was the motivation for starting your particular business? Like, what was the motivation that wanted you, you know, to set yourself apart, you know, from from other women? Mine was survival. Okay. Like I said, I was in the government um, as a government contractor. So when my government contract ended, it was, okay, either get another job, wait for another contract, or do what you know how to do for yourself. So I was an accountant, a financial analyst, and a program manager. So the government pretty much paid for me to be self-sufficient anyway. All those classes they paid for, all the certificates that I have, and budget formulation, budget execution, all these are real-world um, skills necessary for survival. So it, it took a little um, soul-searching because I was pretty good at getting jobs. I, I would quit a job and get another job. and. Mm go in finesse an interview and be offered a job I really didn't want anyway. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting another job, um, I went into network marketing and I was in the credit repair industry. So that taught me sales, which the government didn't teach me. So I, I honed in on all these skills and brought what I knew. And then that's when I started um, to really, I guess, decide that, you know what, it's going to be me from here on out. I'm not going to depend on anyone else to right. send me a check or pay me what I'm worth. And I'm going to do it for myself. So 11 years later, I'm still independent and I'm much more successful now. So my need, what what caused me to do it was survival That's and not right. depending on anyone else to make sure I was okay. Okay. Anybody else? I, w- I would say for me, um, I always worked a full-time job and always had some sort of part-time hustle going on mm-hmm. always but it really is and, and um what miss perry said about survival right it wasn't until uh september 30th 2010 when um dc public schools went through an entire reduction in force um and there were about 200 of us that were laid off of our jobs, and that was the moment i made the decision that my money is going to come from me earning my money. Right. It was like, there's no mm-hmm. more side. If it's going to be a part-time anything, it will be a part-time job and my full-time business, mm-hmm. right? And so then it just shifts. 
like, okay, what do I need to do to grow this business? Because I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want anybody else telling me that my services are no longer needed. Um, because now you decide to go another way with your budget. Mm-hmm. right? And, and at that time, you know, again, over 10 years ago, I look at people and I mean, I was single. I don't have any children. And, you know, I can go with the flow, eat beans out of a can, I peanut butter jelly, make Absolutely. it work. But then I look to co-workers who were married, who had mortgages, who had newborn children or children in college. And it was just like now, now their whole life is upside down. Mm. Um, and so it's just the power of having your own, right? And then I just got into the mindset of our jobs are cool. They they feed us, mm. right? Nobody is um, knocking a job. We all need them. But find yourself in an entrepreneurial role because your your business will free you. Mm. You know, your job will feed you, but your, your business will free you. So funny thing, yeah, survival and just making that decision like, you know what? Mm-mm. Nope, they they were paying me fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Guess what? I'm worth more than that anyway. Right. God placed it in my heart, vision. Let's just go with it. And so it's just been nonstop ever since, really. Good job. What you got, Dream? So for me, it has definitely been passion and purpose. So, um, church girl, all things stem from me wanting to carry out the will that God has on my life. So the title, just the title of my business alone, delivering on ideas and thoughts. It's the whole thing of your ideas and thoughts. Everybody was created with gifts. Everybody was created with gifts. But it's when you tap into your gifts that you have an understanding of your purpose and you build on to it. Right. So, um, of course, I still work. I still work. Um, coming up as I was, my kids were younger and that whole sort of thing. Um, my job was definitely, it began as my security blanket. Um, so many other things that went along with it in terms of, I don't know what a student loan looks like because my job paid not only for my undergraduate, but for two masters. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> God you. bless your heart. Because <laughs> I don't... understanding um, the rules and the policies and finding your strategy to mani- um, manipulate and, and, and maneuver through those. Um, no secret, I grew up on the streets of Southeast. And I definitely can say that my learning from the streets of Southeast, rather seeing the hustlers or doing whatever it is, it gave me my ability for street smarts. Mm. Um, understanding policies, and that's where I fell into my area. But here is the thing. I have always loved my job. My job has 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 traveled me around the world. Um, so for me, it is a different thing if you don't really love your job or you're not passionate and you see it in a different way. My job, I started off at the lowest grade and I was like, this is a career for me. This is going to be the pathway. So I learned it from the bottom of it all the way through the top. And what motivates me and what gets me is when I figured out how to master this from a GS2 to a GS15, I was like, I have to share and teach this to other people. So that's the career piece of it. That's the piece that keeps me going with that career aspect. Um, When people come to me and say they're unhappy about their job, I go through the pros and cons of it. And Mm. I also talk to them about their overall goal. So I am not a micro uh, observer. 
I'm looking on the bigger scale of this. What is your end goal and your job and everything that you do? Those are stepping stones to get you to where you ultimately want to be. And the thing is, don't let a job work you. You work the job. No. You work the job. And no. when you figure out that and understand how everything works, my job is not a job to me. It is. That's how I get my training for my business. Project management certification, all of the hundreds of thousands of dollars that my job has spent on me over the time, that builds up my muscles to able to be able to pour it out to other people. Right. And then the passion that I get from my clients, when I hear them, they can come to me for a career, but then it'll uh, it'll it'll usually end in talking about a business because they'll talk about a dream that they have because ultimately. God has placed the gifts in, in, in us, and I don't think that it is to work for a corporation or anything. I think that all of us are meant to have our own little businesses where we sell to one another and we provide an answer to the problem that each one of us has. So my passion is two-sided, obeying and fulfilling the will that God has on my life. And once I got the answer sheet... Um, I ain't cheating on the test, but I'm sharing the answer with everybody else. Right. I like that. I like that, the answer sheet, because a lot of us, you know, tend to not even know that we're doing it, but we tend to knock our, we tend to tear ourselves down with, you know, I was talking last week about expectations with a homie of mine. He was saying that his expectations were so high that now that he's not um, doing some of the things that he wanted to do when he retired from the from from the military. Now he's beating himself up. I didn't do this. I didn't get a chance to do that. I did. I said, but Slim, at the end of the day, let's think about it, man. You got a family. You married. You got a roof over your head. You just told me that you got a little bit of retirement money saved. A lot of people don't have any of that, and they and they looking for it every day. So we cannot sit and keep saying what we don't have and who we not are when we out here doing. Like for me, you know, I, I was just having this conversation with Rara maybe like two or three weeks ago, and I was saying. I'm trying to do it. She was like, no, Kevin, you're doing it. And so sometimes for me, I'm so humble that I feel like I'm I'm still just this little impact of trying to be, you know, a resource to other people. But as I gradually continue to do it, I got people, man, I heard your show last night. I got a guy from um, Georgia, my man I went to Dell State with. He inboxed me. When, when we found out, you know, a friend of ours from Dell State passed, he inboxed me. He was like, Slim, I want to give you your flowers right now. He was like, man... I have been listening to you since March. I go up and down the highway. I drive this truck, and I've been listening to your episode since March. So I just wanted to say, keep doing what you're doing, and you definitely got a talent for what you're doing. And it blew my mind, right? And so I always tell people, I get a little emotional because, you know, I do. Tick came down my eye. But I told him, I said, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's really nothing else I can say because I don't even really, I don't even know how to react to it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's so surreal. It's like, wow, me? Like, I, I'm from Southeast, too. So it's like the old guy from Southeast out here really impacting people. So, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a feeling. So um, I had another question because um, you talked about, um, Ledrin, you talked about, you know, the motivation, right? So what are some of the things that have stressed, made you feel discouraged or unmotivated? And, and, and what does that do to your drive to keep you going in your business? You want me to go? Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. So, in terms of um, being stressed, there's so many things. So, um, basically, from the work part, dealing with racism. So, I have oftentimes been the youngest, um, only black 
director or senior level in a meeting. Mm. And how my mom told me coming up and how the media would depict it in terms of we have to do twice as more. Um, where the federal government, your pay grade is, is, is not that disparity because we have a certain level. So when you at a grade level, you get paid. Your opportunity to get in that position may be so. But my thing is that has like sometimes honestly made me want to kirk out mm. and just say my real feelings at a given place. But what has kept me in control is knowing that when I speak, I speak on behalf of my community. I speak on behalf of my black race. I speak on behalf of my females who are out here doing the thing. Mm. So that right there would help me to put it in perspective of, okay, I can satisfy my need by telling them um, to kiss where the sun don't shine. Or I can look at this as making an impact of right. what can I do? How can I go? So instead of them having that giving them more reason to think that all black women are angry or when we passionately talk or whatever, I would poise myself, say what I wanted to say and make sure that they got the point. But I felt like it was a representation for so many different people. And to be honest with you, the majority of my staff members, and I've supervised over 200 people in my career, the majority of them have been black. So I will have those deep conversations with them. And I kid you not, I advanced over time, but I will tell them, listen, let me tell you, we're not playing any games. Don't try to play any games with me. I come from Southeast. I either played the game on somebody, somebody played the game on me, or I watched it being done. So we're not playing any games. So I will be open and honest, but also let my staff to say what they need to say. So that builds them up to want to do better, to help me, to allow me to focus on dealing with the bigger monster of being in the boardroom. Mm. So it's so many things. And for my business, it's just seeing people express and talk about their dreams and their desires and being able to decipher and break something down and just be like, this is what I came up with. You focus on your gifts, your talents. Let me focus on what I do. I'm a strategic analyst, so that's what I do. Even like, Kevin, when you came up with your bio, and I was like, hey, you need to have various versions of that. And I was like, it took me like five minutes where it might have taken you a little bit more time. And I was just like, hey. And you was like, oh, so just a little bit to excite somebody else. People excite me the same way. I get excited. It motivates me more. So if all of us passed around some excitement and some motivation, just imagine how powerful we would be. Right. Right. So, and, and, and so Jazz, so, you know, I'm coming to you because I know a lot of real estate guys. I mean, since back in the maybe early 2000s, you know, most of the guys that I knew had went either into like home inspections, appraisals, Somewhere in that in that field, and it wasn't a lot of women in that field at the time when I've kind of met some of these guys. I mean, it's a it's a lot more women, but it wasn't. I mean, it was some women in it, but not as many as it is now. But I mean, successful though. It's a lot of successful black real estate agents, right? And I know a few of y'all. And I mean, I was able to catch you. I wanted another one on, but she had something to do, so I'll try to catch her at another time. And so my question for you was, it it kind of being a male dominated um, field like. Has has that been challenging, and what has it kind of made you, and how how has it pushed you to keep going? Because I've heard, you know, sometimes you know deals don't go done 
like guys do it. But then women have their own tricks. I just just real quick. I knew it. I know. I know a female real estate agent. She had a house, and she knows I had a moving company. But her staging company canceled on her. So I'm in the house. She called me. She said, I don't need you to move anything. I just need you to pick it up for me and stage it in the house for me. I was like, all right. So I said, we had to stage the whole house, the basement, all four. I was like, seriously? She want, I want you to stage the bathrooms. I want you to put, she walked in the kitchen. No, take the table and turn it this way and move that chair. I was like, what? And so that way when people walked in the house, I kind of stood in there just to see what their reaction would be. And she was on fucking point for where she put stuff, how she placed it. I was like, I ain't no man doing that. So I know that's part of the game that y'all brought into the industry. So kind of talk about that and how it is to be, you know, black and in that, a black woman specifically in that field. Um, so the male domination aspect of it doesn't really affect me because, um, because I know my prowess as a female okay. so um i can market differently i can relate to someone differently i can communicate differently i can communicate um with a female in a way that a man cannot i can communicate with a man in a way that a man cannot so i don't really mm. get um bothered by the fact that there are successful men in this business because i came and i found my lane and i own my lane okay. um and i know that there are things that i do they could never do and if i needed to i can put on a low-cut shirt or i can put on a pencil skirt so if we want to play dirty or we really want to take it up a notch i have things in my arsenal that a mm. man could never do so yeah if needed i'll do it i'll okay. do those things and another thing people approach women because they like the fantasy of the whole real estate process. So right. I'm getting business that a man couldn't get right. just based off of that. And initially right. when I started out 11 years ago, that was a little, that was a little concerning to me. Like you really want to buy a house or you just trying to buy this dream or you just saw some movie and you want to act it out. So mm. once I got through that, because I was new, okay. I knew all business wasn't good business. Right. And so I knew how to screen better. And that has also fueled my success. Wow, and, and, and I mean, and I and I wasn't saying it like, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't saying it like in a in a way where, you know, it, it was male dominated where you have to be, um, I don't want to use the word insecure, but somewhat sensitive to it being, you know, overly male. And I'm the reason why I said that is because when I saw her work and the way she placed stuff again, y'all, it was like people walked in the door and looked exactly at what she placed. And was like, oh, that is so pretty. And I'm looking, and she looking at me. She like, I'm like, damn it, like, how did you? So in my mind, I'm like, I know that's a field where, you know, it, it's a, it's a money field because I watch a lot of it on TV, and I and I, I see deals go 1.5 easy. Like, damn, yeah, this one deal slam 1.5. Like, what? I mean, woo. I mean, I'm 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 doing something wrong, but I'm I'm gonna try to stay in my lane too because I know I can't sell it's no sales. Home. It's sales, <laughs> communication, and relationship development right. so depending on what type of personality you have male or female right. if you can relate to someone if you can listen first and foremost and then relate to what they say then you can better serve because i consider myself a server so that's why i'm in this industry because it allows me to serve people and right. that's what i love to do um my my name a little while ago was helper by nature because okay. it's just innate because if you have a need i want to help you then i found a way to do that professionally and it was all she wrote. And That's here I am. 
That's what's up, man. I, I, and, and and again, you know, that's why I wanted to try to get you on. I had another female uh, real estate agent, and you know, again, she she had a business meeting, but I'm gonna try to get her on here though. But rah rah. So, you know, us we got a different you know history. You know, our history started at Delaware State, and you know, everybody would tell you about you know what HBCUs look like, and you know the experience. And I tell guys all the time that if I wouldn't have went to Dale State, and I'll tell anybody this. If I wouldn't have went to Dale State, I didn't have two choices. I had one, and that one choice was either be in a box because I wasn't going to jail no more, right? And so I was one of these dudes that was out here just ruthless, you know, and when I got to Dale State, I remember bumping into all y'all, and the first thing y'all would say, what is wrong with you? Why are you so, and just want to shake me, but I think the journey that I've had here and allowing people to kind of come into my space I've had people inbox me like, damn, Sam, I ain't know you went through that. Or damn, Sam, I ain't know, you know what I'm saying, you you went through that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they look back to when I was at Dale State and go, damn, okay. Slim came a long way. I mean, he we, under, we understood after the fact why he was the way he was. And now looking at him now in hindsight, he's steady going and he keep moving in a good direction. So I want you to kind of, you know, talk about, you know, that that relationship because you in network marketing, right? And so that, that relationship that um jazz spoke about is kind of the relationship that you got to have to keep your business tight because i know you said you talk to your ladies you got your group and all of that so kind of talk about the connection of you know of women because I, I feel like you know on, on social media sometimes we listen to the women and they i was just talking about something that happened with the uh with the porsche the, i think her name was porsche right porsche williams i think that's her name and her and she had uh her daughter there's one going on too and she put box braids in her hair and everybody has something to say oh you're pulling the baby hair out that's too young why are you adding hair you know what i mean and it just seemed like you know everybody got something to say but how do women you know stay connected in a positive way how, i mean how does that work and how does that happen for you it definitely can be challenging um relationship is the new currency um, for like sure, that. you definitely have to build quality relationships um, in business, right? Because everybody's out here. So what 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 makes you different than the next woman, right? Or the next entrepreneur? How's your how your services or you, how's your customer service? How's your quality? Are you the expert, right? People want you to bring them value. On a, on a day-to-day basis, right? Even before you even talk about your business, your product, or, or your services. I know for me in network marketing, it is definitely getting to know people first. It's building that quality relationship, and then it is finding the need, right? And then filling it. Mm-hmm. Because whatever the need is, um, my opportunity has a solution. Okay, I like that. Right? And, and I think in terms of network marketing, um, there's a, there has definitely has to be a mindset shift. We are taught um, to go to school, get good grades, and get a good job. We talked about this. Good benefits, right? And that's great. Our jobs feed us, right? But if you are really talking about securing wealth, you need to look outside of a nine to five, right? Because your supervisor will never pay you enough to be his neighbor. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's some real shit, though. <laughs> like, I don't want you in my neighborhood, cause for real. Wow. I, I mean, you know, right? Right? Our, our 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 jobs. Pretty much, most of us paycheck to paycheck. If we needed to do something else, we would need to plan and prepare for that, right? 
love network marketing because it allows the average person to live an above average lifestyle and to to earn above average income if they want to. Okay. I like the fact that there are no ceilings, that we all come in on the same playing field and I have the opportunity to rise to the top just like anybody else. There's not one person at the top. There can be many people um, at the top, right? I love network marketing because if somebody says, you know what, I don't have tens of thousands of dollars to start a brick and mortar business or thousands of dollars every month to maintain a business. Network marketing says you can start a business for the price of your cell phone and keep it up for less than that every month mm. with unlimited income. Mm. Uh, some companies, a chance to position yourself for excellent residual income, right? And that is something that's needed. And the ability to create a legacy. And I like the fact that in my company, when you get to a certain level, there is a legacy program in place. That simply says that in the event of my death, all of my weekly pay, my monthly income, my director bonuses, my commissions, and everything else can be passed down to my beneficiary month after month, year after year. So now, once I get to a certain level in my, in terms of my income, mm -hmm. everything else I'm working for are for the people in my family who I will never meet. Mm. And I think that's where we, people of color. I like that. We, we stop, right? Because we're so microwave society for one, so we don't want to get a chance to let things build and grow. Mm. Um, we're always so. just, we're just right here, right? Mm -hmm. We're thinking about next week, next month, right? And I'm reading, a, 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 I read an excellent book called uh, The Top 10 Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class. Mm -hmm. And um, middle class people think week to week, month to month. But we know that rich people and the ultra rich, they think year to year and they think decade to decade. Right. So I'm done with 2020. I'm not thinking about that anymore. Right. I'm into 2021, 2022, 2023. I'm, I'm 2020 is over. Right. And in network marketing, we're getting ready to head into the fourth quarter. It's, 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 it's grind time. Right. And so I'm planning for look like next year and the year after and I think that sometimes we don't think about that we just want okay and it's so funny that when I share my opportunity or I try to get people to open the mindset right because what we what most people do is linear you go to work you get paid you don't go to work you don't get paid but I want to show you what the wealthy do to get paid right right because the wealthy people utilize leverage and the power of residual income. It simply says do something one time and get paid for a lifetime, right? So let's try to work smarter and not harder. It's not enough hours in the day to make the income that I desire. So now my leverage comes from all of the women who I've shared this opportunity with and they've taken advantage of it. Okay. And now I'm building income also with that. Okay. So it just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow. So right, John Paul Getty, who's a billionaire, says, I'd rather get paid 1% of the F off the effort of 100 people than to have 100% of my own effort. Wealthy people get paid from their network. 
learn a skill, you can get into a business opportunity, mm-hmm. part-time, full-time, spare time, right? Grow a business, right? That you can do from home. You can earn linear income, but residual income. But then also when you're gone, that the fact that that income is still there right. and is still growing. So now I'm talking about my children's 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 children. And I'm talking, we are living like this because great, 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 great Rashida did this in 2019, 2020, 2021. But you got a lot of women that's 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 doing that. So I, I guess my question is, well, not my question, but I guess my statement is, how is that impacting the communities? I mean, because there's a lot of women who tell me that they still don't get certain opportunities because they're black women. You know what I mean? I mean, they, you know, it's a lot of foreign women who get certain opportunities, but it's still even in, you know, I, I don't get into all the entertainment stuff, but I know I've heard, you know, entertainers now coming out telling people how hard it's been for them in the entertainment industry because they don't get certain parts and because they're black or whatever the case may be. So I guess my part is how important, you know, is that impact for women? Because I know there's a lot of powerful women out here who, you know, are wealthy and have a name for themselves. But how are they digging back and impacting others so they wait? They can not not necessarily your niche, which is network marketing, but just find their niche and try to. Well, I would hope that they would be giving back, right? Because service to many leads to greatness. So if you aren't reaching back for your sister in some regard, then that we need to talk about that. You know, and I remember years ago growing up and stuff, we like the mean girls, you know, like a certain kind of thing. Like girls would be mean and we'd be happy. We wouldn't smile and everybody's so cliquish. And then all of a sudden things kind of change. It's like, it's love. I love my sister. Reach back and help her out. We all in this together winning. Right. right? And so every day, when I talk to women, there are a lot of women, many more women say no to my opportunity than say yes. Wow. Right? Because it's a mindset. And, and my business is about timing. and It's about timing. Right? But there's a lot of women that say no to my business, but I have helped them in other ways. I'm okay. still there to say, you can do whatever you want. Join my group. Let's lift each other up. This right. is my women empowerment group. So you may not be interested of of getting some income inside the travel industry, but guess what? I have an, another sister over here. We're going to do a mindset zoom because you may be interested in that. I have my girlfriend over here that's helping me improve my credit report, right. my credit score. So I'm going to, I'm going to. You might need credit, or better yet, maybe credit is appealing to you, right? Right, and maybe you want to do credit repair. I don't care what business you do, right? I want women to be empowered. I think all women should have a place inside of entrepreneurship. Mm. I don't care what you do. I, I'm just somebody that is in love with the network marketing industry because I think the network marketing industry eliminates a lot of the excuses, right, or a lot of the challenges that maybe opening a traditional business or franchise would bring. I mean, you know... I'm- yeah. I mean, so, I mean, somebody would somebody would beg to differ. You know what I mean? Because I, I mean, me, I mean, because me personally, I'm I'm more of a gritty type guy. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I don't mind working. I don't mind, you know, you know, really. Well, we work. But I mean, I mean, in terms of, I mean, in terms of like a brick or mortar, mortar business. Right. Like for me, right. I don't worry. I don't have to worry about rent. I don't have to worry about lights. Right. I don't have to worry about payroll. I don't have to 
have to right. worry about employees. I don't have to worry about licensure. I don't have to worry about, you know, the things that go along with, you know, starting that kind of like brick and mortar traditional way of business. Mm-hmm. Where somebody may say, oh, I can't start a business. I'm going to work the rest of my life. I can't afford to rent this building. I can't afford all these things, right? And then it kind of stops. And well, no, if you can, there is, is another option. If you want time freedom, if you want personal freedom, if you want these things, right? If you want more income, here's something where you don't have to worry about all of that. Here's something turnkey that all the support and training is provided for you. Everything that you need to win is right here. All you need to do is make a decision, be consistent, and be focused. Well, I, right? I got, a, I got, a, I got a question for all y'all. Then I got a question for all y'all. Like how, how do, how do now you, you're successful. You're in your lane. You're doing what you do. How do you now impact other women? Because there's other women out there that want to do better than what they're doing now. Like, you know what I mean? They just, they do. We don't know their situation. Some of them are, you know, college educated. Some of them not. Some of them just want to find their niche. And I know for me, it took me a minute to find my niche. And I'm still, think I'm kind of finding it. Not all the way there yet, but still kind of searching it. So how do we impact other people to kind of do what we do? Like, are we going to go out and voice and say, hey, this is how I got started. This is what I'm doing. Because I got a homie, he got an HVAC um, business. And now he's turning that business into a school where he's going to bring guys in, give them the baseline of how to do the business, and then have them push them out there and go. So how do we... That's the hand up. Right? Okay. Because you 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 out there, you you doing your thing, you moving around. That's that's, and that's how you make impact. You gotta yeah. be out there and to piggyback off of what Rashida said, I I think I impact by making the information available. Okay. That makes Letting sense. people know that the process is not as intimidating as you might think it is. Because if you've never owned a home, if you've never started a business, then you wouldn't know the first thing to do right. to even explore that option because right. it's an option for everybody. Every American has the option to be a homeowner, to be a business owner. Whatever you want to do, you have that option. Where do you go to get the information? So if someone like myself has the information or the answer sheet, 
like she said, then I'm going to share the information with you. It doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't cost you anything to consume the information. But once you have the information, you can't claim ignorance anymore. You can't pretend that, oh, well, nobody told me. I didn't know how to do it. You weren't paying attention. You were distracted by... I don't know, whatever you're distracted by, twerking or trapping or capping, whatever you're distracted by, had your attention whole time, you're tired of renting. You're tired of going to the job where you're not being fulfilled or you're not being paid enough or it's taking time away from your family. But there are options out there available for you and you don't have to dig that deep to get the information because people like me, People like these ladies will make the information available for you. And I do it freely on all my platforms. That's what I use my platforms for. And I get a lot of messages from people, women in particular, like, you're so positive. Can you be my mentor? And I'm like, well, you probably really don't need a mentor. You want some information. And I will gladly give you that information. What's your goal? What do you desire? How can I help you? Tell me what your need is. And then I can tell you, you know, the information that I have that might be useful to you. Wow. What you got, Dream? I'll definitely tie to that, and I'll try to be concise because I know our time is winding down. Mm-hmm. But um, just the common thread of everything that has been said, that is the answer. One of the things that's most powerful is a mindset. It's a mindset. Just like as both of these young ladies said, when you get it in your mind and you get it that you can do mm-hmm. and you understand that the tools out here, it's not as difficult as we think that they are. You will never know until you actually partake in it. When you're standing from the side and when you're looking at something, you think it's the most difficult thing ever. Then once you engage in it, you're like, oh my God, I wasted all All this time time. about the negative. Mm -hmm. So one of the things people have to stop worrying about and heavily focusing on what they don't have what they don't have. Focus on what you have and be intentional about those. And when you pull those together, divinely, people people will come into your space oh, absolutely. and have the answers. They happen yes. all the time. It happens all the time. It is almost as if you can imagine us walking around or some people are walking around with their eyes closed shut. Mm. And all of the answers that you need are just floating around. When you are intentional and this is your purpose and this is your drive, you're going to begin to see things that you wouldn't see when you're not in that mindset. mindset. So mindset and definitely being intentional is important. But the last thing that I'll say in terms of like that competition thing, I've never had that spirit except for in the cheerleader competition. Uh, But other than that, a competition, that's not my thing. So people have to get out of the mindset of, if something is in the area that is too many people already in there that's doing something, and that's where uh, what Rashida brought up, like what do you bring to the table? It can be a thousand real estate agents, a, t- a thousand people in the networking, a thousand people who do career development and business. But what is your competitive advantage? What do you bring to the table? Right. Like Kevin, when you talked about the lady placing things, mm-hmm. so her strategic mindset of putting herself in in the shoes of a customer. Mm -hmm. So it's not what you see. It's when a customer comes in, what do they look at? And how do you gain that knowledge? When it happens over and over and over again, and you're paying attention to what's going on, you learn and you create your secret sauce. And that's (laughs) the thing. That's the thing that it is. Um, For me, how 
I give back. Um, I have a nonprofit organization. In, 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 in addition to using my show, I bring on entrepreneurs. I bring on a whole wealth of different people. And then I also dig back to my everyday people from my hood or from wherever else. There's no, I had less brown daughter to the person I grew up in my neighborhood. There's no level of success that's divine fine for me to have an engagement with you. Your success is how powerful you want it to be. Mm. And my aspect through Do It University, my posture is this. I'm learning from others. So many people pour into me and I am a forever student, but I'm reaching back. So as long as I stay in this posture, I like I'm that. somebody up and I'm reaching up. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. Just pay attention to your divine, your divine purpose and your will. God already gave you everything that you need, so you have everything that you need. Stop focusing on what you don't have and change your mindset. Mm, where can they find you, Dream? Tell everybody where can they find you. Oh, definitely um, doitdelivers.com. That is my website. That's my Instagram page for the show. Let's Do It Talk Show on all social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, that's our Facebook page, and that's our YouTube channel. Hit me up. Let's talk. Let's have a dialogue. Rashida, what can they find you, Rashida? Uh, they can find me uh, on Facebook, Rashida and Jim. Uh, they, I have a travel group for women, uh, Her Bucket List Life. They can definitely join my group there. I, I talk about a lot of empowering information, not just travel and business, but everything that it relates to women and empowerment. Okay. Um, and I do have my website. I can leave. Okay. You want me to be, you want to... Let me drop this somewhere, Kevin, or... I mean, it's up to you. you they, can, can... They, can find me, they can find me on Facebook first, and then we can go from there. Rashida and Jill. Okay. Jazz, where can they find you, Jazz? You can find me on Instagram at Wealth Builder. Mm -hmm. You can find me on two websites, mvpcreditresources.com mm -hmm. and helperbynature.com. Okay. Hey, listen, man, listen. First and foremost, like I always say, man, it's always a pleasure, man. I mean, I take... I take time out to do this, so I thank people that do the same thing I do and take time out with me, man. So I really appreciate it. It's always a humbling experience to just hear other people's stories, you know, see how they're getting started and what they're doing out here. Because I think, the, the, you know, somebody asked me the other day, where are the leaders? I think, um, Dream, we had a conversation about this as well, just talking about leadership. There's a lot of people saying that it's not a lot of um, black, you know, leaders that we can just stand up and say that's our leader. But and, and, and in actuality... We, we have a lot of leaders. We are, we're doing what we're doing, people in the community, everything that everybody's doing. You're your own leader in your own way. You know what I mean? Not necessarily one specific leader, but somebody that you can say is out here really doing something. I think we all are doing that. So I think we all play our part in leadership as black people, but I think we need a little bit more platforms, people doing stuff like this, having hard conversations. So I appreciate y'all talking about what y'all do. I hope this helped a couple of ladies. And uh, I mean, I'm hoping I can do it again. And, you know, hopefully, you know, this touches somebody. So like I always tell y'all, be safe out there, be positive, you know, always, you know, be true to yourself and be better than you were yesterday. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one, man, okay? Queens uh -huh. that were a part of the panel. Keep doing what y'all do. Thank you, Dream. Exactly. Right back to you. Exactly. Love y'all, man. Y'all be safe. Love you, Kevin. All right. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right.
Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my move Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my move Said I'm just tryna just wanna feed my family, I ain't looking for no trouble Been starving for a new way, you can't hear my stomach rumble Man, enough to say I fucked up before, then right I fumble huh? But that won't stop me, uh, beat the odds Rocky on the money, make a campaign Hit my speed, then that's my thing Wake up with a purpose, gonna get it, that's for certain Put my life in my music, reality, my influence Listen, I prove it, black and gifted I'm some all-time mellow breeze now Love my brother, cause he never crossed me ten toes down I'ma hold my own weight up so we can get this paper It's now who never paid dues, I lose, we lose TGR forever, abandon that, oh I can never huh. Once, once with spurs as a feather, now we ain't flocking together Take flight like my move, mellow breeze, I'm in your two the way all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my Baby, I'm right on attack mode Nigga want flex I'm sorry, but nigga, this isn't no flex zone King of my throne, honey, I'm home Look at my stack, boy, you grown up Look like you won't even fold up But under the pressure, we hold up Let me get back, operator You a rookie, I'll rank you for that paper I'm speed racer like I'm skunk Let me get back to the matter at hand I'm coming out winning no matter the hand I'm hustling hard just to get to the bands Cause I know I got it Ain't no doubt about it It's been some cloudy days, but I always get up in my memories, you stop meaning shit to me since hustling been on me mentally. I started thinking differently, so vividly. My actions start to change with new activities. If you ain't talking dollars, man, I'm sorry, don't got my remedy. I'm all about the green if you talking positivity. Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle, stack my paper more. I can't.